Welcome to Cage Minds. I'm Micah Frankel, and we're talking about the sweet science today with Brian Labala Mendoza. Always good to see you, sir. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. Thank you guys for having me on again. It's good to see you. It's been a minute. <laughs> right. It's been a minute. Man, it's been a minute for you. What we're looking at 10 months since the last fight. You can't get away from these long layoffs. Yeah, um, no, but then at least now they're kind of more expected because they're, they're going to be bigger and bigger fights. Um, so those are harder to come by. It's not, you know, just me trying to get these little fights in or whatever. Since they're bigger fights, you know, it, I, I see it as more like just time to learn in between each fight. Um, like even now, you know, in between that last fight, I guess I haven't even really realized it was 10 months. But I've, I've learned a lot. I feel like I'm a different fighter since even the last fight. Thomas Lamana. What did you take away from that experience, that victory? Um, it was it was cool. I, I got to learn a lot from it. Um, I got cut for the first time. Like, I, I was able to see, you know, after a couple rounds, I didn't even phase me. I didn't care I was cut anymore. Um, I got caught with a good shot. You know, we um, that was even early in the fight, and, you know, still went on to take the victory. So um, it was more like a, a test of, you know, my grit and my will and everything. And I believe I, I won that fight because, like, I, I – I, I bit down, you know, and I, I took the eighth, ninth, and tenth rounds, and that's what I feel, you know, secured the victory. So it was cool. It just it showed a lot of, of like what I have inside. You said now that you're looking for the bigger fights, you expected the layoff. So walking out of that fight, layoff, next fight, what were you expecting after that victory? They told me that something big would be coming, and uh, we're we're getting ready for it and stuff, but. You know how boxing is. I don't. I don't really believe stuff until I see it. Even uh, this fight, they had offered it and everything. I'm like, yeah, we'll take it. But I'm kind of, you know, still waiting to see if it's real, if it's true. And no, nah, I just got excited as hell once I saw it. it was like, you know, something legitimately big. You know, my big shot. You see a name like Julian Williams on the contract. Not just you know that they actually said it, but you're signing yeah. that contract and it's becoming reality. What's the thoughts and emotions like for you at that moment? Man, I was just really excited, man. And just, like, all the adrenaline and everything just hit me even right then. Um, it was just huge, man, because this is the, the type of opportunity I've been looking for my whole career, especially, you know, since I came to Vegas. And we've just been grinding, grinding, grinding. And um, it's being in the right place at the right time. Like, even that fight against La Mana, I got offered that fight uh, just because I was in the gym. You know, they saw me like, hey, we have a, an opportunity for you. You want to take it? And... So, you know, now, uh, like 10 months, you know, a year later, I'm, I'm in with PBC. I got this huge fight against a former world champion on pay-per-view on a big event. So it, it's just huge, man. It's really exciting. Did you even believe when you could say that, that you're, you're fighting on pay-per-view? <laughs> I had no idea even actually, like, even when I signed the fight, I just, um, I knew the day. I didn't even care who the main event was. I'm only worried about my fight. So, no, it was a nice little surprise for sure. <laughs> How do you break down this fight? How do you go at a guy that I'm sure you've watched many times? I'm sure you've, you've even probably dreamt about this fight before. I'm obviously expecting his best. You know, he's got a lot to prove after the next fight. So we're going to see, like, uh, what he really has to bring because I know he's coming with everything. But it's, it's, it's just another fight, man. It's just another, another day. Like, you know, the pay-per-view stuff isn't, like, getting to my head. It's exciting, but... Um, it's just another fight, and then uh, he even has a new trainer and everything. So, like, it's going to be hard. Like, um, I do believe he's going to try to press, at, and at times, you know, that's what he likes to do, and then uh, box here and there. But 
um, we're ready for whatever he brings and we're ready to make the adjustments too, depending on, you know, what kind of new style he brings or if he's coming with the same old style. Like, uh, we're ready. And once we get in there, we'll make uh, any adjustments necessary. Do you remember the first time that you watched one of Julian's fights? I don't even remember the the fight, really. I just remember, like, I've always, like, kind of known about him and because I'm a boxing fan, so I just have all these fights in my head. But, I, like, it, definitely not, nothing I would have, you know, thought of, especially, you know, I've always been a, a welterweight. I was always just focused on that weight class and everything. But, um, but no, I always thought, you know, he was a, a, a solid fighter, real good fighter and everything, and it was crazy. I, um, I definitely obviously remember when he won his world titles. Um, it was a huge, a big upset, but no, it, it's just, it is wild, you know, to like, to be in that position now, you know, to not just be like watching these guys on TV. It's like, now it's my turn, my turn, my time and my turn to show out. It, it's, it's something you've been waiting for. You've been hoping to get to this pinnacle. The move out to Vegas was crucial. As you mentioned, what, what does it feel like to be living the dreams and the plans that you were setting out? I guess more than anything is just motivating. You know, it's finally here. I'm finally, um, you know, after the, the, all the struggles I went through, even like when I came to Vegas and um, I was stuck on the shelf, I had some legal issues with an old manager, um, the, my original manager from back in the day. And just all that stuff, man, is just everything. So finally seeing a light at the end of the tunnel. And now I'm actually, you know, walking out of that tunnel into that, those big lights. So it, it's huge, man, just motivating. Everything's motivating. Really, this camp is the same old. It, it's a pay-per-view fight against a former world champion. Just just the fact it's a former world champion, and, and this mm -hmm. is the same camp, really? Um, well, it's not – that makes it sound kind of bad, but I've always, I've always treated it, you know, it's like it's the biggest fight of my life. I always go off. Um, I've always had the problem with my trainers having to tell me to, to back up, um, try to kick me out of the gym even. Um, but, no, you know, definitely – Everything is still stepped up. I'm not saying I'm, it's like, oh, whatever, another fight. I'm just saying it's like, it's another fight where I dedicate myself 100%. But now it's, um, now I feel like all the schooling I've had uh, with my trainer, Ismael Salas, now it's coming out. You know, this is, I'm going on three years with him and, you know, it, it takes a little time to really adjust to a, a new training and new, like, schooling and all that stuff. So, so yeah, when, when I say it's just another fight, I don't mean that I'm blowing it off, that it's like, ah, oh, it's whatever. I, I mean like that. I dedicate myself 100% all the time. So, um, like, the hardest part is just, you know, being able to pull back and not overtrain because that's been the hardest part for this for sure is to not be overtrained, you know, because I, I grind, like, my body down to, like, to nothing. Um, I give every, every workout, everything I have, you know, there's never light stuff or whatever. So the biggest difference, I guess, would be trying to balance just not overworking. Second fight at 154. Does it feel any different that couple pounds? It feels huge. Even in that last fight, like, I think uh, people saw the difference in how I finished the fight. Like, I finished the fight because I felt better. I won that fight because I felt better. It was eighth, ninth, and tenth, you know, where I just, I lit up and I had that second win. And I was able to bring that dog out, you know, to keep keep throwing punches when the other guy was, you know, uh, thought he was going to skate away with a win or something. But it's, it's huge because my body kind of starts to shut down once I would get to, you know, like, 50, 52, 51, 50, and then I had to go all the way to 47. That was always a struggle. You know, I couldn't drink so much as a protein shake when I was in camp. Like, I could not – it was always bare bones. Everything was minimum. Um, obviously, you know, no weights or anything. So, a uh, lot's changed. I feel way stronger. Even, like, you know, people that 
that don't go to the gym as often, you know, they come in now, they see the difference. They say, damn, like you look a lot more like muscular, a lot stronger, more solid. And I'm, I'm able to, you know, like, like I said, yeah, it's my second fight now, 54, but now I had another 10 months of growing into the weight class, you know, because I don't have to strip down so much weight. Um, so no, it's, it's huge. I feel way better at this weight. Been interested in doing sooner. Oh, absolutely. Um, like I told you, this is going on three years with Silas, my trainer. And since I came to Vegas those three years ago, he's been telling me like, he, I, I, sh- I was showing pictures of me at 147. He's like, nah, you need to stop doing that. But I was already 16 and 0 at uh, 147. I put in all these years in it. So I, I felt like I was almost there. So I might as well, you know, push through. And then um, like at the time, like I was going to sign with top rank and stuff and they wanted a 47 pounder welterweight. So everything, you know, in my head and you just being stubborn also, like um, one of the main things he taught me is that just because you can make it doesn't mean you should. Like he's the one that um, made uh, your Dennis Ugas, my teammate, go up from 140 because he could actually still make 140. But he told him, no, stop doing that. That's where his losses were at. He went up to 147. And now um, he's actually the the super champion um, that they got the belt like from Pacquiao and stuff. So he went from that, like a 140-pounder, everyone blew off and stuff. And now ever since he became healthy, he went on this huge run and shot out. Now he's he's fighting Spence. He's, they're talking about Thurman, this and that. Um, and I feel like it's my turn to make that same run. What is the difference in Brian as a fighter now? Three years, there's obviously been some changes, some adjustments, some improvements. Mm-hmm. How do you describe how you've changed from – the guy that we saw, like you said, 16 and 0 to where you've taken the last three years. It's been insane, man. Too much work, like, um, like elite level work. You know, I get to learn from, um, Eddie Sandy Lara, like Robesi Ramirez, the double Olympian. Um, uh, he helps me out a lot, you know, tips and stuff. And then, uh, Uri Orkis Camboa, can't say it in English. Um, uh, your Dennis Ugas, like all, all these guys, it's been insane, man. Just so much knowledge around me. I'm just, I'm, I'm not the same fighter at all. I'm different because I'm a lot smarter, a lot stronger, obviously, since I'm going up in weight. It's just everything. I'm healthier. I'm happier. And it's all around, all around better fighter. Julian Williams, on pay-per-view. He's the former world champion. You're the up-and-comer. How do you get in there and get some respect? By doing just that, you know, showing, uh, establishing, you know, my – my ring generalship, uh, establishing my, my dominance in the ring and showing that I'm not here to just get to this point. I'm, I've always been big on, like, I'm never the type of dude that I say, oh, I made it because I fought on pay-per-view and I did. Um, it's, it's that McGregor energy. We're not here to take part. We're here to take over. I'm not ha- I'm not one of those dudes that ha- that's happy with I got to this point because I have goals. I have bigger goals. I want those world titles. You know, I want those, those big paydays. I want everything. I want the pinnacle of the sport, the real pinnacle. And so you're not going to see me, you know, go in there and be happy that I made it to that point. I'm, I'm coming for a win. And that, that's exactly what you're going to see in, my, in the way I fight, the way I carry myself and everything. What do you think are some keys to success for this fight? In this fight, um, like I said, you know, it's going to be, um, I think, a lot of adjustments that we're going to have to make in the ring. But nothing just pressing him. Uh, he got stopped in his last fight. And I know he's going to come hungry to prove himself in this fight that he's, you know, that he still got it and this and that that he wants to belong, that stay at the weight because actually this fight's at 157, not 154, um, something he requested. So, you know, like he's, you know, he's like on his comeback, you know, he wants to be a little healthier because he uh, has a harder time making the weight. And 
uh, I know, like, as confident as you can be, like, you have that in the back of your mind. You know, you got stopped your last fight. So a big key to victory is going to be pressing him and seeing what he's still got and then, you know, making adjustments on the fly what we have to do. We're um, grinding hard, lots of sparring, lots of different sparring partners, solid people too. I'm not just, you know, just beating up random people in the gym. Like, I'm sparring, like, even uh, some amateurs, you know, national-level fighters that to, to work on, like, boxing and stuff like that. And then other knockout artists, even, you know, we're sparring them in the gym. Like, I, I've gotten everything. You know, I've been able to see all the different styles. If he wants to try to press me, we can bang. And if he wants to try to outbox, I can get him, too. Like, since we know we're going to have to make adjustments, we're ready for several things. Like, um, if he's going to try this, you know, we can go for this. If he tries that, we can go for that. There's just – we're being ready for whatever he brings because he's a very crafty and smart boxer as well. As you head into – the first time on pay-per-view, the first fight against a former world champion. Take me back real quick and give us a story the first time you put the boxing gloves on. Oh, man, that was, uh, um, it was in Rio Rancho, actually. My friends were, because my dad was always a big boxing fan. Like, I never really cared for it. Though. I was, just, you know, we'd go to the fight parties and stuff. I wasn't that into it. But when I was about, like, 15, I started seeing, you know, a lot better fights. I think it was, like, um, Mayweather Gaddy. Even, even some of the Klitschko fights, I like those heavyweight knockouts. And it's just, you know, little things that started really, like, um, getting my interest. And I was just begging, 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 but they finally let me. And I had some friends uh, that actually turned out to be training with um His name is Adam Archuleta. That's Frankie Archuleta's brother that fought Tapia. Um, and that was down in Rio Rancho where I live. And, man, it was just insane. Like, you know, I was, I was like, I was nervous, you know, to finally try something like that. And then. But no, I, I still remember the, the smell, the smell of the leather and everything. When you walk into a gym, um, and it wasn't even, you know, like a big gym. It was like his garage. We had all these bags set up, tons of gloves, you know, the little headgears and stuff. Um, even, even that smell of leather, as soon as you walked in, I was like, this, this feels right. Like the whole vibe, the environment. Um, no, that, that's, that's, like, that's my first memory, just the smell of the leather and everything. And then obviously, you know, I love the workout and everything, but Man, it's just that. It's literally from the moment I walked in, I was hooked. There's no looking back. What does it mean to you to be at this point, to see the fruits of your labor paying off, getting you where you want to be? It's everything, man. This means everything. This is all the hard work. You know, my parents have always supported me through my career. Um, they, they've always let me, you know, chase my dreams and stuff and fully, you know, let me go for it. They don't even like that I box, you know, but they support me and they, they're, they're with it. So that's always been huge to me. They actually moved to Vegas with me. Um, so, you know, it's, it helped a lot, you know, not being on my own out here, like, or through everything. Um, so a lot of it's for them too, man, but it's just being able to chase your dreams like that. Like people don't really get to live a life like this and just everything, man. Like this is a life I've always dreamt of, but like everything that I'm, I'm, I'm so close to the success, like actually achieving my dream that I said I can taste it. So this means everything, man. This means the world. And that's what you're going to see on fight night. What are your takes on celebrity boxing and Tiki Talk and YouTube dudes and all these other crazy matchups that are getting these outrageous pay-per-view numbers? I mean, there, there's both sides, man. Like, like the the Paul versus Mayweather thing, like that one I kind of understand more because you know you're not gonna turn down those kinds of millions. But I mean, these other dudes like uh, Aaron Carter and Lamar Odom. That's out of hand. I don't know what that was. There's no way they made a lot of money there. Um, that like stuff like that. Like that's when I'm like, what are you guys doing? Like, just stop it. If it's millions, like I can't blame you. You know, like 
because a big part of boxing is uh, like the can you sell tickets you know can you bring in crowds and that and these youtubers and like these social media influencers are bringing in their the viewership so you know like they're gonna get paid and i can't really you know blame them for that man if, if i could go make some youtube videos real quick like and they talk shit to me for making youtube videos but i'm making millions i'd still do it um so there's that you know there's both sides like i respect the hustle you know like they earn their their viewers on that side but but i do think it's getting out of hand i like like there's people that there's no way they're even making that much money it's just you know like kind of to say they did it like a a little cash grab and stuff like that that's when it's like come on like try to show the respect i think we probably missed a market when brian was going down for one to 147 for like eight second uh tiktok videos where we could have just went through your abs as you had no body yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but even those man i've been working a lot they're still going to be popping out even uh, at 57 not as sharp as like even at 54 but they're still going to be popping out man we've been growing into the weight class we might still be able to pop out a video or two. <laughs> see, see, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, honestly, for attention, I feel like more fighters need to be doing just a little bit of what Ryan Garcia does. At least the yeah. pad work, the extra workout videos. Just, just that way to start to hit the social media a little harder. Yeah, like that's one thing. Like you know, people talk a lot of shit about him, but he's he's a social media influencer too. Like he's good at it. And he's also, I think um, it's just like his family or something that, you know, like they would like get shout outs or whatever from other big pages and stuff. And just constantly on it, like making the content. Because that's one thing that is hard for me. Like I'm, I'm cool on social media and stuff, but social media for me is like just part of the job. And it's like, you know, something I just, I would like to train and stuff, but I don't like constantly making content. Um, that's a skill on its own. So that's something I'm, I'm even trying to work on. And after this fight, I, I think there's going to be a lot more to post and a lot more to to do and make with um make content with but but yeah i mean it, that's a skill for sure man a skill on its own being able to pump out that kind of content was that a conversation you had to have with yourself all right i know my skills are on par but but i gotta mm -hmm. do a little more to grab some eyes yeah absolutely um because like look at these you know the youtube guys like they're making their money like now in boxing off of their social media um influence you know like the the viewership that they can pull in so like yeah even on our side you know there's there's some fighters that i think it's more hype than than skill but you know they're up there they're in those big fights and they're getting paid they're getting paid well you know and because they can do that so if you can build some hype around it too um it, it is a big part of it so yeah it's something i'm working on for sure and June 26, we see the journey continue. Brian Mendoza, who do you need to thank? Who do you need to shout out to? Man, so many people, man. It's honestly just everybody that, that's been with me along the journey, even you guys, man. Um, it's always been cage mind since I was an amateur, man, since the beginning. So anybody that's been along for the ride, man, even jumping on now, man, let's go. We've got a long way to go, and now's when it starts to get good. So just come along for the ride, man. And real quick, as we're trying to build the social media, how can everybody follow you? Uh, I'm on Instagram at La Bala Mendoza. Same thing on Twitter, you know, all across the board. And Facebook, uh, Brian Marino Mendoza.